This is the Member Maker Podcast presented by Memberspace. Each episode, we'll be interviewing entrepreneurs focused on building an audience and growing their membership business. Our guest today is Linda Ward from Ladies of Real Estate, who provide marketing tools and graphic design to help people grow their real estate business and brand. Hi, Linda. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So we'll start off with our first question. Um, How did Ladies of Real Estate begin and and how did you really build that initial audience? Okay, so uh, when I first started Ladies of Real Estate, it just kind of came out of nowhere from a whole bunch of variety of things I was doing in the real estate industry. Um, I, I first started off as a real estate agent and then I got pulled into the marketing side of things. And I really noticed that even though women made up the larger portion of the real estate community by up to, I believe it's 65%, there wasn't really a platform for them. It seems like it's a very male dominated industry. And I wanted to do something that kind of set women apart and gave them direction with marketing and stuff like that, that um, was more specific to them. Because one thing I noticed was that women handled the business a lot differently than men did. Um, So I decided to start a Facebook group called Ladies of Real Estate. And I was like, I'm just going to see where this goes from here. I just want to focus on building a community of women. I didn't really have a goal for it, um, aside from the fact that I just wanted a bunch of women who worked in the same industry to get together and have a conversation about real estate and all the things that we struggle with. With with this initial Facebook group, that that's where people just naturally found it. You're saying just from searching Facebook, or did you advertise it? Or uh, so I just created the group, and then I had a tons of uh, Facebook friends that were in the real estate industry that were women. And so with Facebook groups, you know how you can add people in. Um, I know sometimes that annoys people, but I guess it was just specific enough and it was something that was really wanted that it actually got people really excited about it. So I added a bunch of people. Um, instantly, the group took off. So I had created other groups before where I was like really struggling to get engagement going, but instantly the, the uh, engagement was going. People were making posts, asking questions, um, just really engaging about a real estate conversation between women. Um, And I just asked them to start inviting people that they knew. And I I think the first thing I did was if they invited 50 friends into the group, that I would make them a free Facebook cover for their business pages. And so I think we had like, after I did that ad or post in the group, I think we went from like a couple hundred members to a little over 2000. So it grew instantly. Some people were adding way more than 50. They were adding hundreds and hundreds. And what was funny is I think I only ended up creating like three Facebook covers for people. Only three people came and collect, like claimed what I was trying to give away. Um, but all these other people still added people in. So at first it was free, which was amazing. It started growing really fast on its own for free. Later down the road, I advertised it with Facebook group or not Facebook group with Facebook ads. Um, and that took it to what it is today with nearly 70,000 members. Wow. So really all began with that, that, that Facebook group, the, the invite uh, incentive system you came up with. That's pretty clever. The 50 people you, you design a cover for them for Facebook did, when you started this group and you were doing this work, this you know free work, really was 
was there a long-term goal here that you knew you were going to try to turn this into some kind of a business or at first you weren't selling anything, right? This is purely just to communicate and help each other. Right. Well, so at that time I had my branding and marketing firm, which was a completely different entity at the time. And I knew that down the line, I somehow wanted to incorporate that because I wanted to continue making money in the design world, but it was not the main purpose of the group. Um, so what a lot of the times what I did too was I just created a ton of free social graphics that were like holiday related because this was around the holiday times when I created the group. So I made like Halloween graphics and Thanksgiving graphics and um, Christmas graphics that were all related to real estate. And I just started giving it away. And I think that's really what got people excited too, is just I was showing them the value the group was going to have for them and what they were going to expect joining it. So not only was it the community of, I guess, just women, you know, because it's just completely different when you have a community of women um, that they were going to be a part of, but it was like, okay, cool, let's join this group because we're going to get freebie graphics and stuff like that. And I had always like heard and learned that if you give things away and show people your value in that way, that they'll be more likely to spend money with you when you are ready to start a business. So even though I had the graphic design stuff, um, I didn't want to necessarily advertise that. I knew down the road there was something that I wanted to create, but at that time I didn't know what that was. So I was like, okay, so all I'm going to do right now is just build a relationship with all of these women and just show them what I'm capable of doing and what I'm capable of creating. And I'm not really kind of skyrocketed. All right. So your audience being built through that Facebook group sounds pretty natural and you were providing a lot of value to get people interested and to stay engaged. That's awesome. This sounds like a really good tactic. How did you transition that into actually starting a business? Like how did you go about getting your first actual sales and, and, and coming up with a, a pricing and business model? So what I did was I decided, um, I created another group that was related to ladies of real estate, but instead this was going to be a paid group. Um, so we had the free ladies of real estate group. Uh, next you were going to get the paid group. I created this website where I was like, okay, I want to make it affordable because I want to see where I'm going to take this. And I knew that um, there was going to be some interest with the graphics that I was already making. So like every time I made a graphic post um, that I was giving away for free, would get like 500 to 700 likes and tons of downloads and people were just super excited so like, okay let's take this concept and let's make it an affordable version of it where I'm constantly doing this on a daily basis um, and then it'll be more unique stuff I guess you could say like I started doing videos and really creative stuff like that and so I set up the website and I was like okay let's just start at 20 bucks a month. We're not going to make it too complicated. They come into the, the paid Facebook group. They'll get an invite into it. And then um, every single day I would just create stuff for them to be able to use for their social media. So basically they have the free group. I gave away a couple things, maybe like once a week, once every two weeks that gave people a general idea of the type of content that I created. And then afterwards they're like, okay, if they like it, then here's the the paid group where you can get stuff like this every single day, come to this website, sign up, and then you get to go to the group and get all the other stuff. Gotcha. And just kind of curious, do you have a background in graphic design? What's funny is no, I didn't. So 
when I was doing the real estate stuff, um, I had to learn how to do everything on my own, like building a website, building a professional Facebook page and everything, like all the graphics for it, because I wanted to fake it till I made it in real estate. It's really hard to get business in real estate because of the, the transaction amounts. And, um, I was like, okay, so how do I make it seem like I am the professional in this industry? How do I compete with the thousands of other real estate agents out there that have already built a reputation in our Nashville community, which is really hard to break into. And I didn't have money to hire graphic designers. I was incredibly broke. Like I had no money. So I was like, okay, if I don't have money to invest, I have to invest time. So I just watched tons and tons of YouTube videos and um, just went to Google and found like a bunch of free training and stuff like that. And I just practiced um, mostly on PicMonkey and sites like Canva. And um, I feel like what really set me apart is I, I feel like I had an eye for it. And I think that was really my saving grace, I guess you could say. Like I just when I when I created something, it just looked good. And people liked what I was creating. So that was a really big benefit. Yeah, you had that feedback from, from the group. So you would know right away, okay, this is working or not so much. So that's that's good. All right. So uh, the $20 a month, that's what it costs to join the private Facebook group. And you would sort of funnel people th to that group uh, through the free group uh, where you'd be interacting with people, helping people, occasionally posting free content. As sort of like a taste of what you could get in the paid group. That all makes sense. So how did you transition all of that um, to having some kind of a, and, and by the way, how are you actually charging people the, the $20? Uh, so I had um, a website set up on Squarespace, which I, we still use Squarespace for everything. Um, and then we just had, I had just Googled um, subscription providers for Squarespace. And we just ended up using one company that, it wasn't great, but it was what I could find at the time. So I was I had that set up on the Squarespace, and um, that's how it was basically processing it. And then it was going into the Stripe account with how that's all set up. Um, and then as soon as somebody would sign up, they had to use their email to sign up. So then we would contact them via email to send them the private link to the paid Facebook. And then how did you transition that into having like a true membership website? So when I first created the private group, I was like, okay, let's just see where this goes with the 20 bucks. I'm probably going to get like three or four people in it. And then like a week, I had a few hundred people sign up. I was just like, holy cow, what is going on? I did not expect this kind of excitement. And when I first had set it up at 20 bucks, I was just thinking like, ah, 20 bucks is not a lot of money. I'm not going to make much. But then when I saw how many people were like signing up, I was just like, oh my gosh, that 20 bucks really adds up super fast. And so as it just continued to grow, I mean, it was growing so fast. I have to say I, it was completely unexpected. Um, I didn't expect it to go as well as it did, but it was definitely obviously needed because of the way it went. And that's when I took the time. I was like, all right, let's, let's build out a legitimate website. Let's have a subscription thing where people can actually log in and everything will be directly on the website. And then we'll be able to update that on a daily basis. So it just went from growing so fast to thinking like, okay, well, I guess this is going to be my full-time job now. Let's, let's make it legitimate. So 
so you did all that. And then that's when you transitioned to having everything on the website. Were you still having the private Facebook group at the same time? Yes. Yeah, so we did away with the private Facebook group now because it was just too much to work with all the groups we had. But yes, at that time, we still were keeping the group. And what we were doing is we were, that was our communication with our members was through the group because I didn't do email marketing then. I, I kind of like, I didn't really care for email marketing back then. So I just used the group to let members know every time I added something brand new to the website. Understood. So did you, in the pricing model here, the $20, I'm looking on the LRE social website, it looks like it's still $20 a month. So have you ever thought about revisiting that? Do you, do you feel like that's still the right spot? Or do you think you should maybe raise it? What, what are your thoughts there? So what I noticed, uh, we've actually done this a, a couple times where we changed it up. Um, there was one time where we went to $49 a month and sign up significantly slowed down. Now we were making the same amount of money, but I didn't like the feeling of not getting as many signups, even though, because I know some people say that like when you have a business model, if you have too much work, just raise your prices, you'll still make the same amount of money and it'll keep things um, calm. But I like the idea of having a membership where we had so many agents involved that at a certain point, we could really just kind of grow from word of mouth. And my biggest thing, too, is when I started at 20 bucks a month, my initial thought was, I want to make this affordable because when I started everything, you know, hiring a graphic designer or website builder, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And I couldn't afford that. So I was like, okay, when I went to the $49 a month, I was taking away from the reason I had even made it $20 to begin with. So I didn't like the feeling. I brought it back down to 20. Um, obviously people weren't super happy that it was at 49 bucks. We kept it at 20 bucks for our current members, but because so many people had started hearing about ladies of real estate and how it was only 20 bucks, we were getting a lot of emails saying like, Hey, I was referred to you guys by this agent. It's 49 bucks. I thought it was 20. So we're like, okay, we're going to nix that. And then down the road, we tried a three-tiered membership program where the main membership is 20 bucks, And then we have like a $59 and a $149. And even though we had a lot of people signing up for those two, it just made it too complex for me to keep up with. And it was a bit of a headache. So I was like, I'm the type of person who tries to do too many things at once and it ends up biting me. So I'm like, I need to stop. I need to just stick to what LRE is now. It's growing as fast as it is now. I noticed too that we had a pretty big decline in membership when we had the three-tiered membership because it took my focus away from the one thing that was getting us to grow so fast. So I was like, okay, let's go back. Let's just stick to 20. If we offer additional stuff, it'll be on a completely different website of its own so it doesn't confuse people. I like that. You really stuck to your, your guns there and it, the thing with pricing, at least what we found, it's it's not always about, you know, the, the dollars and the cents and exactly what's going to absolutely make you the, the most amount of money possible. There, there's something, you know, totally subjective there, too, as, as far as, you know, how is this going to be affordable? Is, are these the kind of people I want to help? Is Am I pushing away folks who could have been really successful if it was at 20? Like These are all good questions to ask. And I like that you kind of related it back to your experience where when you first began of, okay, if that, this tool is available when you were first starting, that would have been a lot, you know, that's affordable. Whereas 49 just isn't for some folks. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and I felt like every time I tried to increase that price, um, 
I was taking away from the reason I started it in the first place. So yeah, exactly. Keeping it affordable. I just had to continue to make that priority. So how do you, what do you do specifically to reduce cancellations and and refund requests from, from customers? So, um, it's, it's kind of hard with the real estate industry because, um, each season has its ups and downs. So like right now we're going to a, towards a down period because the real estate market really cools down. Um, real estate agents struggle a lot in this time period. So it's expected. So we're not worried about it because we had the same exact experience last year is we slowed down significantly in the winter, but then in the spring and summer, it surges with signups because that's when real estate agents are are successful. That's when the market gets hot and going. Um, everybody's successful, so they're signing up for our system. We're trying to convince people that during these times that it's important to keep the membership because if, if it's slow with clients, you still want to be working really hard to get out there. You don't want to just like quit. But people, I understand because they're tied on a budget and even at 20 bucks, um, it's hard. The industry is really hard. So during this time, we do see a lot of cancellations, but it doesn't worry me because I know in spring we'll just jump back up again. But the the number one factor to keeping our clients happy is always generating new content. Sometimes that can get stressful because we already have like thousands of stuff on our membership, but we have to evolve with our world, our social media world. Um, I feel like when I first started graphics were still really a big part of everything, but now video is such a huge part of everything. And we have to figure out how we're going to incorporate more videos. And we have to stay on top of every social media trend. And that changes constantly. As long as we can stay on top of it, our memberships climb, our cancellations are slim or are less, if that makes sense. Um, but if we fall behind, if, you know, I've had times where I don't put something up for a week or something like that because I'm trying to build a different part of the website out and and that's when we'll get cancellation. So I guess our our biggest thing that keeps people around is always just giving them something new, something fresh that they can go out there and use. And if what they used before from our membership didn't work for them in the past, they have hope that as long as they're getting new stuff, something is going to click in their market and it's going to become a success for them. Do you think there's something psychologically about having new content always that makes people say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting value out of this because there's always something new or, or is it that people are actually using everything you're posting? I, I think it's both for sure. Um, because if you think about it, everything that we offer, you're really not going to find that with anybody else uh, for 20 bucks with everything we offer. Cause on top of that, we also offer coaching on how to use the content. So I always thought like, don't understand why people are unhappy because we have so much, but yeah, it goes back to that other part. Yes. That they're using it so constantly that they're taking the training and they're listening and they're putting it to work that they're just constantly wanting that daily stuff, new stuff so that they're not repeating what they've already used off of the membership. So that does make me happy to know that, you know, this is a website that people are actually incorporating into their businesses. And I think that's a big part of why uh, they always want new stuff. So. That's awesome. For uh, the future, as far as growing and, and you know, continuing to evolve the, the platform, 
what are you doing right now to, to continue to, to, to grow? Or are you happy with kind of the size you're at? You just kind of want to maintain and keep cancellations down. So I, I do want to continue growing. Um, my happy number is 10,000 members, but I, but before my happy number was 5,000. And then when we succeeded or went way past 5,000, I was like, hmm, I'm not as happy as I thought I was going to be. So now my happy number is 10,000. If we can hit that, I'd love to maintain it at that. Um, we're going to continue growing the membership, but we really want to focus on more in-person um, stuff as well with the ladies of real estate community kind of doing like speaking events and stuff like that, which I think will get new people to sign up. Um, right now in the U.S. alone, and we have agents from like Canada, I believe. Um, no, not I believe. They are using it from Canada in in their markets out there. But we, there is, I think there's like over 600,000 women in real estate with the realtor title. So there's realtors and then there's real estate agents. That's like a whole different podcast of its own, but uh, there's over 600,000. And I was like, okay, we're nowhere near that number. How can we hit a, a broader audience and scale to even 50,000 members or 100,000 members? And so that's that's kind of where we are right now. It's like, we're happy with where we're at, but we definitely still want to continue growing. And then we got to figure out um, how we're going to make people happy enough to get that many signups. That, that sounds good to me. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk about all this, Linda. Absolutely. Uh, before we go, could you let everybody know how, if they want to learn more about LRE or learn more about you, how should they, uh, how should they find you? Yeah. If you just go to Facebook, um, if you look up ladies of real estate or even Google, it'll come right up. You can see our group, um, our group. We only do let real estate agents join. Um, but you can find out anything you want about us at lresocial.com or you can just Google more information about us. Great. Thanks again, Linda. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The Member Maker Podcast has been brought to you by Memberspace, the software that helps you turn your audience into a membership business. You can learn more by visiting memberspace.com.